0: Alright folks, I want to take a second to tell you about a product I found this last year and have absolutely fallen in love with. It's the Stealthy Hunter Rifle Cover. I used one on a recent black deer hunt in southeast Alaska, and it did a great job of keeping the saltwater and debris out of the action and also protecting the scope of my rifle from getting knocked around and damaged. On top of all that, the carry handle made it easy to transport the rifle to and from the boat during the hunt. When it got wet from rain and ocean spray, I hung it up at camp to dry at night, and it was always dry in 20 minutes or less. Stealthy Hunter also offers a wide variety of nutritional supplements for the outdoorsman, such as CBD oils, essential vitamins, turmeric, and bone broth. In the gear shop, they also have a lightweight first aid kit, glassing pads, and stuff sacks to organize your gear and your pack. Go check out Stealthy Hunter's website and use the code THENORTHERNHUNTER at checkout to get a discount on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA.
1: You're listening to the Northern Hunter Podcast, home of all things hunting, fishing, and outdoors in Alaska. All right, everybody, welcome in. This is episode one of the Northern Hunter Podcast. My name is James Payne, and I am joined here with my co-host, Dalton Gray. How are you doing? I am fantastic. And Mariah Humphries. Howdy. Howdy. All right, so we are very excited to bring this in for you guys today. Uh, This has been something we've been looking into doing for a long time. I think we've been...
0: About a year now. About it? a year. I was
1: at least 10 yeah. months. I remember we were talking about this when there was snow on the ground last year. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and basically, uh, I remember when I, I came to you last year, and, and we were talking about jumping into something like this, and uh, I was asking you what the market was looking like, and mm-hmm. kind of my idea, the problems that I was having with uh, research and information. And You know, I remember you just looked at me, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There's definitely a so, need. You know, but uh, we have been uh, working hard at this. So thank you, everybody that's been uh, downloading the, the trailer and looking at the website. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody that's kind of been watching our social medias, it's really meaning a lot. And yep. we are excited to be bringing you some really awesome content. Yeah. Um. So a little bit about what we do um, and what we're kind of trying to achieve here. So the Northern Hunter is set out to become one of the best sources of information of hunting in Alaska by the people who do that as a lifestyle. Right. So we are, you know, trying to fill a void. When you're trying to get out into the, the woods and become a better hunter or a new hunter,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you're looking for information, especially if you don't happen to fall into one of those groups of friends that just gets you out there with them, um, it can be daunting. It can be hard. I mean, there's not a lot of information and the stuff that you do find can be scattered. So what what we're trying to bring for you guys is kind of a just a conglomerate of information. Is that better? <laughs> and so we are we're coming out with this podcast that you guys are listening to right now. Mm-hmm. And we're also, if you go over to our website, which is www.thenorthernhunter.com, you'll be able to catch pretty much everything that we're putting out. We've got a lot of great articles that we're going to be putting up on there. Um, this is episode one. We have one. At the time of this recording, one article on the website, yeah, <laughs> yep, that's right. But go there, keep an eye out. It's gonna by be by the time this really
3: releases, great. we should have at least two up there, right?
1: We should, yeah, okay. there's, there's another one coming out next week that's already scheduled, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be really great. Um, I'm excited to to be pushing this out and we're also eventually going to be pushing out some videos for you guys but that's down the line a little ways Mm -hmm. we only have so much time we all have full-time jobs (laughs) yeah yeah this is so (laughs) we don't
0: have eight hours a day to produce the northern hunter so exactly it's a a work in progress
1: but uh so we'll go ahead and kind of this episode is going to be a little bit different than our standard uh it might even be a little bit shorter i don't know but kind of want to give you guys an insight to who we are as a company who we are as people and we're going to just dive into that so you guys can basically we don't have to revisit our introductions again we can just jump into content next time so yeah so uh, a little bit about myself my name is james Payne. i'm kind of the uh ceo around here i guess if we're you are going to use those titles for three people. Official, Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, But I came up to Alaska in 2009 with the Army. I got stationed at Wainwright. And uh, so I have the same experiences as a lot of the people, I'm sure, that are listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I grew up in in Kansas, and I always – I don't have the same hunting background as some of these guys, Moe and and Dalton, from being teenagers. But, you know – I've always looked to the Western world and the North and you know trappers and mm-hmm. hunters and just especially the old pioneers you know and so my when I came to Alaska, I really just felt at home you mm-hmm. know and I feel like my passion for hunting is a lot. Born out of kind of that old that desire to kind of live off the land mm-hmm. like those old timers yeah. did, yeah. and Alaska is a land where you can absolutely do that. I mean, right. you know, my wife and I uh, live in the Fairbanks area and hunt, you know, around the Fairbanks area and all over the state, honestly. But um, and we keep a freezer full. We keep you know everything we eat. I can't remember the last time we bought beef. So I mean, yeah. clearly we're doing something right. Where's the meat. Yeah, that's right. So uh, and and that's you know a lot of the the style i like to say i'm a according to the the constitution of the great state of alaska i am a subsistence hunter i'm just there you not, go. not how fish and game defines it right? So, right, yeah. um but we do we live off this land we are the kind of people that don't leave anything in the woods if we can help it you know i'm taking when i got my bear this spring i took the entire thing home with me um yeah. you know we kept the bones we kept the you know keep all the hides off caribou and everything it's it's something that's really important to us, really special to use everything. And that's mm-hmm. something that's really been ingrained to in me um, by people in my life and people that taught me how to how to be an outdoorsman. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to bring information to the table through this, this platform here. Uh, I'm kind of a ballistics nutcase, so I eat, sleep, and breathe anything, firearms and ballistics bullets. Uh, so I really hope to bring a lot of good content to you guys in, in that aspect. And um, I'm just, I can't tell you how excited I am for this. So. Well, good. Um, so that's, that's kind of a little bit about me, a little bit about what I like to do, um, you know. So we'll go ahead and get into the other bits of the team. So we have Dalton Gray here, and uh, yeah. he's our brand, chief brand officer, there that's you what go. we'll call it. So go Official. ahead. Official, yeah. Let people know about you. <laughs> yeah, so
0: I, uh, I was born in Fairbanks here um, many moons ago, and uh, my folks were missionaries overseas. Uh, I grew up a lot of my childhood years in
1: Fiji. Oh, and man, uh, touristville. Yeah. Yeah, I, I
0: didn't live like a tourist though. <laughs> never uh, well, I I should say, I shouldn't say never. One time in 15 years I was on a on a chartered fishing trip, oh, one time. Man. And it was only when we had visitors from California. Um but uh yeah, I we didn't have uh didn't have firearms in Fiji. We grew up shooting bows. We had recurves and long bows that we grew up shooting. Um my grandpa owned a large archery shop back in the day. Um, in Western California, and then in Fairbanks when they moved up here in the late 70s. Mm. And so, bow hunting was always a, a, a heavy uh, presence in my in my yeah. life growing up. Um, yeah. You know, grew up reading all the traditional bow hunter magazines, and yeah. we were subscribed <laughs> to that. And, you um, know, I, I grew up watching VHSs and, and DVDs when those came around, and always really wanted to come back to Alaska and hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't quite know how or when that was going to be a possibility because my life as i knew it was fiji you know i i yeah. never i couldn't imagine my family living anywhere outside of fiji as a kid right. um we would come back to alaska for visits and i uh, you know did some you know some grouse hunting and stuff like that that was about it um in ohio when you know shot some groundhogs on some farms and that was about my extent of hunting as a kid with guns and uh we uh found out when i was a teenager we were going to move back um there was a a change over there uh, with the with the mission work and my dad turned over the church to a national man and uh, we moved back to alaska when i was a teenager and uh that was my jumping off point (laughs) i bought a truck pretty quickly (laughs) thereafter and uh bought a bunch of guns and uh I was gone. I was gone all the time. That's that's, that's when I met Mariah, and, (laughs) um, um, you know, he and I started hanging out, and he introduced me to bear baiting, which at the time seemed like an absolute rush, and it's been (laughs) 10 years, and it's still an absolute rush. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still addicted. Um, But, yeah, no, Mariah's dad and I uh, went out and killed a couple of bears the first spring that I started bear baiting, and Mariah killed one. I think my introduction to bear hunting, Mo and I baited for an entire spring, had no hits on either one of our baits. Mm -hmm. And then on the last two days of season, Mo shot one late at night. That's right. The next morning, Mo's dad and I went to his other baits and shot two in three hours. That's right. And as I recall, we killed three black bears with bows. In under 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, That was my introduction to black bear hunting. Yep. Um, and Jeff and I were at those baits checking them out there and uh, lots of grizzlies activities. Um, you know, I, there was a grizzly that actually carried the black bear carcass of my bear oh, off, wow. and I got to watch it do that. That's After great. we killed mine, we carried it out and skinned it and took off the quarters and brought it back to our little camping spot. Mm-hmm. And then when we were walking back into the bait, there was a grizzly running off with my black bear hanging out of its mouth <laughs> like a shark swims off with a tuna hanging out of each side of its mouth. And I, I thought,
3: says, said like a guy that lived, grew up in Fiji. I said, <laughs> yeah. oh, my,
0: look at that, and I couldn't believe it. And my black bear, you know, it was a five and a half foot adult black bear, yeah. you know, it, it, it was, average size, mm-hmm. and uh, this grizzly just picked it up and just ran off with it yeah. like a dog with a bone. And I, oh, and, my, so pre, a completely different listen,
1: so game. A, a standard interior black bear is gonna push probably to 250 pounds somewhere in there if they're in like I, the, the five and a half yeah. to, to six foot range. i would
0: say anywhere from 175 to 225 hey on yeah. average yeah i, mean, I don't know yeah. if you can
3: scoot your headphones forward to get that mic closer in front of your mouth or something but yeah there you go that might be better sure yeah that should be better
0: Whatever you need. um but yeah so that that was my introduction <laughs> to bear baiting um that uh that Crash course, if you will, as mm-hmm. I like to put it. Yeah. So I got to skin and take apart and turn toes and turn faces yep. on three bears in a day, <laughs> and so I don't take my bears to get them worked out anywhere. I right. do it all yeah. myself because I got I got three lessons pretty quick right off the bat. I don't either. I take them to you. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah bring them to me. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I that was my start in bear hunting, and then um, not long after that, actually that fall, 2016. Um, Mo and I and a friend of ours at the time um, went down uh, to <laughs> the south part of the state and went on a brown bear slash blacktail deer hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first time traveling to hunt anywhere, really. Yep. Um, and so we, uh, we, went, we flew down there. I have some friends down there, good friends of mine. And um, we stayed at a cabin um, that, would, uh, that we worked out. And uh, we deer hunted for I think we had five days on that hunt, mm-hmm. which um, was nowhere near enough time. Uh, the weather was horrible, <laughs> as is normal for that part of the state. And uh, it um, ended up being that we saw one bear the entire time, and we shot it. Um, our friend actually shot yep. it and yep. tagged it. It was uh, it it wasn't exactly a um, a big bear by any means, <laughs> it, but you know it. it None of us hunt. were. None of us were really good at field judging bears yet. Yeah. Um, that was something. That, I mean, that, that
3: was what day three. I I thought it was day two. Was it day yeah, two? Yeah, it might I have mean,
0: been. Might have been day two. Um, even then,
3: we we went on this hunt. Yeah, being told by everybody that was that lived in the area we were hunting that yeah. there was going to yeah. be critters everywhere, and there's yeah. so many bears on that island. And yeah, so
0: many bears and so many deer, and there's no way that you're not going to see deer. And we and never we saw hadn't a single seen deer. Really? So
3: all of a sudden we see a bear. Yeah, it gets we, some bullets We in
0: weren't it. allow. We weren't about to uh, allow that bear to walk away. And we thought, <laughs> nope, there's no cubs with it. It's <laughs> yeah. got a nice looking hide. Let's kill yep. this thing.
1: So then, and you know when you're just getting out there and getting yeah injured, well and there's and that's, no shame in that. That was that was where
0: I was going with this yeah. is you know this hunt was my first time traveling out of uh, out of Fairbanks to hunt and um, you know I I just I, I don't feel bad about it. My friend doesn't feel bad about it. He shot it and, and yeah. you know it, it wasn't it wasn't a juvenile. It was, right? it was yeah. extremely it, 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 pretty hide too. Very very nice hide. Well, very thick haired. And that is um,
1: a very cool thing.
0: And you know he's got it rugged and it looks great and it's you know it's on his wall. I think it's a nice, I think it's a very nice bear, um, trophy, but trophy you know is in the eye of the hunter. Right, right, exactly. And it's about the experience, and we yep. all learned something, and we all had a great time in the mm-hmm. end. And um, yep. anyway, so I've returned down to that part of the state. Every year since then, and I've I've hunted multiple different places and had yeah. uh, varying success, and kind of figured out what works down there and what doesn't.
1: I was to say you got your first bear I, brown bear. The I I shot the my year, right? first
0: brown bear the following year. Yeah, that's yeah right. that was yeah. an eight and a half foot boar um, yep. with a much you know much bigger body and bigger mm-hmm. skull, and I I went down there with a different friend of mine at the time, and um, we shot that one and six deer. Mm-hmm. So completely different yep. trip. Yeah. Um and uh that that particular area has turned out pretty good for me time and time again. I I've hunted a lot of different areas. Um and actually um you know, I, we haven't shot any bears down there since 2017. Um, you know, w- yeah. we've, we've seen several, um, but I, that, that area of the state is a one bear every four regulatory years. Oh, gotcha, yeah. So I had to wait until 2021 till I could even be eligible to shoot another one. Yep. And I just didn't see any, you know, good bears after that there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't shot another brown bear since then. Yeah. Um, and, I, and it's not a big deal. You know, I, I feel like now that I've shot a good mature one, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Not shooting another one until, I get a chance at a ten footer. I'm just not even interested. You know, right. I I don't have any desire to shoot a nine foot bear. I just don't. Yep. Um, you know. So anyway, and and I and I do guide um, brown bear hunts in the spring. Yeah. And um, since so, you've been on some of these, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've I've been class. I've been on <laughs> yeah. some very impressive bears that would uh, if I killed anything less than that. Yeah. I'd feel like I didn't do my best to shoot a big, mature bear. See,
1: that's almost where I'm wondering, like, I wouldn't want to be a guide for yeah. that reason. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, once you see you know, yeah. the 60-plus the yeah. inch mo- or the 10, 11-foot bear, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It just kind yeah. of changes the scale a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it,
0: well, it, it changes your perspective on what's actually possible to get yeah, out there. Exactly. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, after that, you know, in the years following, I hunted a lot. um on my own and, and kind of with some different friends that I made throughout the state, mm-hmm. um, gained a lot of experience. And then, uh, my dream was always to be in the hunting industry in, in some capacity. And, um, so I got into guiding, uh, a few years ago now, um, signed on with an outfitter and became a packer, um, and uh, you know, did the grunt work. Still yeah. do the grunt work at some points. You know, <laughs> everybody has to chip in, right? Yep. Um, so I still work for that guy in the spring. Um, great outfit. We kill a lot of big bears, and I uh, I love the area. Um, it's cool. it's addicting. It's it's a different type of hunting, but mm-hmm. it's a blast. Yeah. Um, and those that book hunts with us, you know, we have pretty good success rates yeah. down there. It, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, that and then uh, you know, working in the fall for a different. For a few different guys and doing yep. sheep hunts and caribou and moose and stuff like that, so yeah, it's something that I'm I'm getting better at and learning as I go. And I get to work with a lot of a lot of great outfits and a lot of good guides. Yeah. And I've gotten to work with some some very experienced fellows
1: that uh, have taught me a lot about it. Okay. So bring a lot of that experience to the table on this platform. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's the now. idea. And, and yeah, I, I'm a total gearhead, total ballistic nut. And yeah. I, I, know. I I was mentioning before we recorded here, um, I'd never met anybody that was as into research. <laughs> And uh and um I I guess how would I say um just, Obsessive. just yeah, just <laughs> obsessing about the numbers and the, the the finer details of things until I met you, mm-hmm. and so I thought, man, this this guy's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> this this guy actually likes this kind of information
1: as much as I do. Yeah.
0: So it was it was neat to meet somebody like that, and I I think it will be able to bring something yeah, special I, to the table.
1: My, uh, my my wife likes to point out that I'm a total nerd. I just hide it under hunting gear. Yeah. So. There you go. <laughs> that's that's not a bad way of putting <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. That's, there's a lot that's of truthful. truth to that. I feel. Yeah. Like. Like. It's
3: funny because I remember when you know Dalton and I as he said we we started hunting together as teenagers. Yeah. And kind of got into it together and there was a point because I grew up here that he would defer to me when it came to hunting questions yeah. and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, it's it, and you know, it was always a point of... It, for a while, it was a point of pride between us. Well, you know, well I've killed more of this or whatever <laughs> nonsense. And, you yeah. know, we were talking a little bit about that beforehand too. But I remember when he was starting to get into ballistics and, and shooting and different, yeah. not you know, rifle brands and calibers and these kinds of bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point, I had no idea what bullet was what. And...
2: <laughs> and I, now I'm the guy that everybody texts. And I didn't texts. care. And I didn't <laughs> yeah. care. You know, right. and
3: now... He knows enough that I can ask him a question or two. I know enough. I have enough information and knowledge about it that I can ask him a question or two. Say, hey, I I want a drop chart for this this (laughs) bullet and this (laughs) rifle and – (laughs) and uh, he'll shoot me one over on a text and yeah yeah oftentimes it's
0: right before he leaves the truck on a hunt he's like hey i don't have a drop chart please send me one or it'll be in reach like hey um
3: (laughs) yeah so you know i'm I'm out here hunting and you know so and so or my dad has such and such a rifle with him with no information about anything he's got the bullets he's got the gun he knows it hits at 100 yards but i'd like to know what it's going to do a little Mm -hmm. further out there yeah can you send me numbers for two and 300 yards, you know? And and, and he's helped me out with that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and you know, that kind of is what sparked a lot of my ballistic you know, Knowledge and obsession of, and getting into that research yeah, right. is, you know, yeah. I used to be the guy that ran around with a Remington 770 and 180 grain core locks in my 30 six, and that was my setup. That's exactly know? what Mariah like, I used to use. use. The, yeah. That was my setup. I, I had know, no hurts. idea. and that hurts. <laughs> I, I had
0: no idea that that's what you used <laughs> to hunt with. Yeah. 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 And and that's so what Mariah so killed I his first but but several animals with.
3: I and, killed and same two Yeah, ki- I've
1: killed most of yeah. my yeah. stuff with 180, 30-odd six. um You know, and I was the guy that. I'll hit the paper plate at a hundred yards. I'm yeah, right.
3: going. Well, you know, I'm within a minute of a moose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it right. was that I didn't have yeah. the skill or anything like that. I just didn't know. I didn't know I needed to care. Right. 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 Yeah. Well,
1: and yeah. that's a lot of kind of like I said with the the purpose of this platform that we're building here is because you know when you're right. when you're knowledge a new is hunter, power. You don't always have that information, you right? Know? Because there are a lot of people that'll just sit there, especially you know the guys at the work lunch room, and they're like, "Oh, you can hit the paper plate at 100 yards." Right? That's yeah. Mo- you know how big a moose's lungs yeah. are, and I'm like, "Well, yeah,", right. yeah but right. yeah. you know, once you start to multiply mm-hmm. that times, what if it's windy? Yards, well,
3: if, well, what if it's windy?
0: Right. What if it's, if it's windy? It's if, windy? What if, if it's if 400 yards away yeah. and you're out of cover? Yeah. What if? You right. Know?
3: Well, and but a lot of guys won't shoot an animal under over 200 yards. Yeah. Right. I mean, and both yeah. know at least yeah one. I know one guy and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, who bow, who bow hunted the majority of his life and has mm-hmm. gone into rifle hunting a little in later years because it's yeah. harder to get animals where he used to bow hunt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we'll we tell him, oh, yeah, you know, I knocked over a wolf at 300 yards with my rifle, and he'll be like, man, I, haven't, I wouldn't even take a shoot at a moose at that range just because he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know exactly what I'm talking well, about.
1: And that's kind of the thing with long range mm-hmm. is, you know, and you'll hear those people that are saying, well, there's, there's this ethical range and this, mm-hmm. you shouldn't take an animal past 300 or 500 or whatever it is and you know when i tell people about my moose that i took at 550 yards downed in one shot you right. know i mean people look at me like mm-hmm. whoa like that's what like what are you yeah. talking but the thing is yeah. if you know your weapon you know your ammo yeah. you, you're not just right. grabbing a random blue box off the shelf Yeah, you know yeah. you know your numbers and exactly like I, when I pulled the trigger at that on that moose I knew exactly where my exactly. bullet was gonna right. hit right and it did yeah you, well, know? you know and and so the ethical range for hunting like that is where you're
3: comfortable right shooting. well I mean what's an ethical distance to shoot a human at and I don't mean to be crazy but <laughs> Chris Kyle right yeah. everybody's seen American Sniper and heard of Chris Kyle yeah mm-hmm. but why could he make the shots he made and kill the number of People yeah. I heard to it die put he best.
0: I heard it put best just this week. I was listening to another podcast and I um I heard a guy that's uh, from a prominent ammunition manufacturer and we'll mm-hmm. just leave them nameless for for the time being. Um but he put it really really well talking about the release of a new cartridge that at the time of this recording is um the 7 PRC. And he oh, was talking yeah, about seven PRC. One. I'm okay? very
1: excited for that
0: one. I already have a custom build on the way. <laughs> so See, <if> I, <laughs> I knew yeah, you, would. you were talking about I, it. I do. About you I do. Yeah, I, I already have a custom <laughs> build set up with a gunsmith. So yeah. I, I'm excited for that. Hopefully, I'll have that one up next year. Um, anyway, so but he he put it best this way. He said, "A lot of people like to dog on long range hunting mm-hmm. because it's difficult." or impossible with traditional-style equipment. But with modern equipment, with ballistic turrets, with Mm -hmm. long-range bullets, with higher-efficiency cartridges, you are extending the ethical range. The ethical range of a .30-06 with a 180-grain core lock might very well be 275 yards. But the ethical range of, let's just throw out a prominent brand, of a Gunworks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a, a GunWorks Magnus rifle with a yeah. Nightforce NX8 two and a half to twenty, right. and um, let's just say a a seven PRC and one hundred and eighty grain ELDM. See people, yeah. just so you know, the only thing
3: I understood there was a seven PRC and one hundred and eighty <laughs> <print laughs> grain LD. Uh, so ELD. not only so, did I know what he was talking about, I know where to buy that exactly. I, I yeah. heard GunWorks yeah. uh, Nightforce.
1: <laughs> Don't lose me here. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that setup. That setup, yeah. with practice, yep. you can be on first shot hits yes. on steel plates at a thousand yards and not even Absolutely. try, not even try hard. Yep. Because with that glass, with that reliable tracking turret system, with that bullet, with that rifle yes. setup, with the with the geometry of how those guns are built and how the stock is built yep. and how the drop on the comb functions, none of that is there. On a Tika T3, right. not to dog a Tika T3. They're phenomenal Again, guns, guns, but I will not take a stock Tika T3 and go sheep hunting and make my maximum range 1, it, a thousand yards.
1: I don't shoot a stock anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and this
0: is from somebody that has a stock Tika T3 yeah. that is no longer
1: stock. Yeah, exactly. i put all kinds
0: of parts on it, and you know, a higher end of glass and all this kind of yep. stuff. And, and 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 those are great guns, but they're not in that. They're oh. not in that. Upper echelon right. and, of product that allows you to ethically extend your hunting you know, range. And, and
1: a big argument I make on that aspect too is, like you said, with the practice. Right. Because yeah, y- you know, you talk to these guys that are okay with just taking hitting the pl- paper plate at 100 yards, yeah. and oh, I go and I shoot 10 bullets before hunt season, then I just make sure I'm dialed, and then yeah. I go out. And their gun but sits in the safe for the other I, nine months of the year. Exactly. But yeah. when, like, when hunt season's coming up, and honestly, even when hunting season's not coming up, yeah. I, I'm at the range. Oh yeah, multiple times a yeah. week at the range, you know, off the dike, anywhere you know, fire I'm breaks, stuff like that. Perfecting my reloads, I'm changing yeah. my, you know, whatever I've got to change, you know, just dialing in that that extra little bit because you yeah. never know, like like you yeah. said, the wind, the rain, the right. anything. Right. I mean, it can
0: having the proper equipment to take advantage it and extend too far, extend <laughs> the ethical range. You know, that's that's what we're talking about there. So anyway. Yeah, I, I my farthest my farthest shot. I'm not even going to say it right now. Yeah, the, I probably the, wouldn't. The the, the, the <laughs> farthest that I've ever shot an animal. Most people look at me like I have. You know, yeah. two heads, mm-hmm. because it's a long ways out there. Yeah, it, and that's. But I had the practice. I had the gun. I had the load, and, and it worked.
1: And, and for people listening <laughs> to this, you know, it's... like we're not we're not out here trying to shoot as no. far as we can. But no. you know, sometimes in a world, a lot of people have the misconception that Alaska is this land of you know plenty where there's animals behind every yeah. tree, and that's yeah. just not the case. Yeah. You know, sometimes the only caribou you're gonna see is yeah. on a ridge top, right. a thousand yeah. yards away, and yeah. you can close that yeah. distance a little bit. Yeah. But you're not. Gonna... We're
0: talking about a state that has more land than any two lower 48 states put together. <laughs> right, including yeah. Texas. Yeah. Texas and so. California Texas.
3: together, Alaska's still bigger. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: If you cut Alaska so. in half, it's still
3: bigger <laughs> than Texas. If yeah. you cut Alaska in half... Texas would be the third largest state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're pretty proud of this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. can you can
1: you smell the pride? So, so, so I don't, you know, I just want don't want people to think that we are out here trying to no. shoot animals no. at as far of a range as we can. You no. know, because right. we do. And Dalton and I have had long conversations about this. About you know we do at some point need to cut ourselves off because yep. it's just more fun to try and get yes. close. And it is, you know, yes. it is the challenge and, and, is and to get as close as you can. with that being
0: said, I don't know that I will ever shoot at an animal that far away again. Right. Yeah. Because when I, when I walked up to that animal, mm-hmm. not only did I walk up to it, I had to ride up to it.
2: <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. It was,
0: it was so far away that I had to think about it and think, well, I left my four-wheeler back up on the mountain.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I need to go back up and drive it down to this animal because yep. if I walk down there, then I've got to walk all the way back up just to get my four-wheeler. <laughs> I'm just going to go drive up to it. Yeah. It was that far away, yeah. and it yeah. would have been a long walk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not going to say how far, but <laughs> you know, it, was, it was a long walk. Right. But I drove up to it, and I thought, okay, well, it's dead. You know, yep. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I shot it, it. You shot it. I it might died. as well have shot it from a different time zone. Yeah, because had, I, I wasn't up on it. It yeah. had no clue. Now, it was very ethical. All my hits were solid. Right. You know, I, I, I hit it a couple times. Yep. Um, and every shot connected. Every shot was in the boiler room. The performance was fine, yeah. you know. It, it was no. It, it it's not meant as, as a discredit to the system that I used, and to the gun, and to the caliber, and the bullets, and everything. It all worked fine. Right. But I just didn't get the same level of satisfaction as yes. I get since then with under five hundred yard encounters. It's like
1: you you kind of just cut out the stalk and stalk, yeah. The stalk yeah, is the exactly part it, you know mm-hmm. at like, that distance all... that I
0: killed that animal at. <laughs> I could have been standing up doing jumping jacks, and yeah. it wouldn't have cared.
1: Well, and that's like with the moose that I took at extended range was, mm-hmm. you know, I was on one side of a lake, mm-hmm. it was on the other side of a lake, yep. and it had thick, thick brush all the way to the shore. There was no yep. shoreline, you know, so there was no working my way around and getting closer. I mean, I would have been totally lost if yep. I had tried. Oh, yeah. You know, within... And then it, you're going to pop out of
0: the brush at 15
1: yards and exactly. spook it. Exactly. And if it. I was on the same side of it, I wouldn't be able to see it till right. I was yeah. right on top right. of yeah. it. So exactly. I just... I, Again, yes. be comfortable. Be situationally ethical, but yes, you know, would I have been able to get closer? I would have chosen that route. Okay. Let's yeah. Get back so, on. Uh... <laughs> I was just
2: gonna say. Is that what so gonna say? so. I,
1: I love that we we ran into this nerdy rant because this is probably gonna yeah. be what a lot of the show is gonna you know kind of be as nerd rants, but. We totally skipped <laughs> part of the introduction, so let's get back on course with uh, that and uh, I mean
3: I feel like it was still part of the introduction. It kinda, kinda
1: lets of it
2: kinda lets
3: it kinda lets them know who uh who you guys are and get yeah, a little bit of
1: exactly.
2: idea about that. So yeah. in
1: case you guys were wondering and you didn't get from the intro, uh that person talking is Mariah Humphreys. He's our technical <laughs> executive. Uh we also call him Mo. So if yeah. you hear Yeah. You hear us calling Mo, that's who we're talking about. So I'll let you know. Go ahead and all tell, right, them about yourself. Right, tell yeah. us about
3: yourself, Mo. <laughs> you know, and, and just just throw this out there. It's not that I cared about introducing myself. It's more like we've got topics we're supposed to hit in this episode. So We're trying uh, to stay on top. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, I feel like that was a good, uh, you know, for the sake of public uh,
0: information. information. Sure. That was a
3: good... That was a good slight branch off, and we can guide it back in. And I think. I mean, what's the point of having a microphone? I mean, I mean if you guys if didn't like rant rant that at all, <laughs> then just <laughs> let us know, and, and you know, we we can figure out how we're going to do this. We're but. Just not going <laughs> to go full Alex Jones. <laughs> uh, okay, can, so Mo, tell us about you, yourself. You put on here and get yeah, us in trouble. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, so I mean, I grew up, as I said, I grew up here. Um, I mean, I first time I saw a bear in the stand. You know, in the field, I was seven years old, mm-hmm. um, which is you know, it's just awesome. I grew up, yeah. I grew up in it and around it. That's, a, around that's it. pretty cool. I, you know, I was shooting a toy bow when I was little, and as soon as I could pull back any kind of real bow, my dad had one in my hands. Nice. Uh, you know, I've killed yep. bears, hunted whitetail, taken some whitetail, uh, with bow. I have, I have a moose with a bow. I mean, it's just. Yep. Um, it, it, you know, bow hunting is what I grew up doing. Mm, it yeah. was always a big deal to me. And well, it still and your dad is. was a big time bow oh, my hunter dad, too. And yeah. He still is, and not as those. much as he was, but yeah, it's some of the bow hunting areas have gotten a lot harder. Oh, yeah. in the last ten years or so, so he hasn't been able to do it like he used right. to. Right. right, But that being said, um, kind of what I got into rifle hunting a lot more in the last, you know, that was when I was younger. Last decade, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when Dalton and I first met, I was big bow hunting. He was too. Mm-hmm. And as he started getting to shooting in long range, and a lot of that had to do with his uncle, I think, yep. helping him out with some of that, yep. Um, yep. it kind of, it helped me realize what was available, like I said. Like, right. I, he would talk about stuff and see stuff, and then, you know, he he had me shoot one of his, it was a Tika T3X mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Oh, I shot of his. Yep. Um,
1: Fantastic. Rifle.
3: And then and then I shot a 7 mil one time, and it was like 100 yards, and I shot it three times, and it was the size of a dime, and I was like... <laughs> yeah. I had yeah, no idea <laughs> that that was even possible. Yeah, and you know, yeah. and you know, recent a few years ago, I the bought the seven
0: mag is a Christensen. I bought. Oh, you was uh, talking about yours. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, well,
3: you I know, I shot your Tika seven mag at that time though. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. That, that was the
0: first seven mag See, I that was I had. Right. <laughs> yeah, you were right. Um, yeah. But, uh, that. Yeah. That was a. Yeah, that was my first seven. Right, and I
3: wish at this point I wish I had bought that one from you when you offered it to me. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, when I upgraded to but the But I did side. buy a 300 Wisdom from you. Yeah. Uh, a Atika. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Atika and, yeah. and I love that rifle. You I've know, and I've killed of them. I've killed several animals at extended ranges now, at ranges that most people wouldn't be comfortable with. Extended they- yep.
0: ranges, when talking about traditional ranges, because Correct. traditional ranges, let's say three hundred or
3: less, three hundred and, yeah. and under, three hundred and under. I consider
0: email. extended range anything over a quarter mile, which yeah. is four thirty, yep. or, or you know, 420 When I say to extended range,
3: yeah, I'm talking about when, what range most people would be lobbing shells, right? Yeah, right. A, a few. That's over Five years yards. ago. Yeah. Uh, 300 yards would have been me lobbing a shell. Yeah. Today 300 yards is a calculated shot. No problem. Yeah. No, oh yeah. For yep. me. And, yeah, exactly. and I have a stock Tika T3X. Mm-hmm. It's an X right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. okay. I've got a stock 300 wisdom Tika T3X and a uh, Vx3HD. VX3HD. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm extremely confident to 400 yards. Mm-hmm. I would have and I'm very confident I wouldn't even second guess shooting an animal the right mm-hmm. animal at five and 600 yards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's coming from somebody who doesn't spend every weekend at the range, who shoots yep. his gun before hunting season every year. Mm-hmm. And if you can shoot straight at 100, you can shoot straight at further range. You just have to have the right setup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyhow, that's what kind of got me. A, into a lot of it's hunting. mechanics as well, you know. Right. It's, well, and,
1: and we are going to have, um, it's not scheduled for release yet, but we're working on some articles on the website that are going to go over how to do a – a very accurate hunting build for you know the average hunter trying to get into a little bit more accurate setup a little bit more long-range setup but not trying to break the bank not Mm -hmm. trying to do the bugs so keep an eye on the website that will be dropping soon but um yeah yeah, anyhow
3: i I mean i I've, i've killed several animals in the last i mean i killed one animal about a year ago i've killed one animal about a year ago um that was i mean i've killed more than that in the last year but i killed one animal about a year ago that turned out to be a mistake on my part it was mm. it, it turned out to be illegal um i didn't know that when i shot it i i I made, that, I, I made a uh, guess that was that was last september yeah uh or last year i made a guess i was wrong i turned myself in a um, guess on what I'll get there. <laughs> um, but what, what I was going to say was it was a 400 plus yard shot mm-hmm. uphill. Um, and the animal was moving. I fired and an and animal walking slowly and the time it takes a bullet to travel 400 yards yeah. can move quite a bit it, but i fired the animal stopped it didn't go down right away so i fired a second time yep. animal fell over i was elated until i got up to it and saw that that moose rack was not indeed 50 inches uh,
2: <laughs> and yeah. uh,
3: but that was just that wasn't the first animal i killed at that range but that was just l- l- the, the power that the you know the right bullet
2: mm-hmm.
3: and, yep. and the right caliber you know, I had I had absolutely no issue having just run. We had an elevated heart rate. Um, getting down and taking that shot. Yeah. And both shots were, were would have would have been perfect. I mean it was moving, so the first shot was a little bit back in the guts. Second shot yeah. was perfect through the boiler room. And uh I, I, I don't I I honestly at this point, if I could go back and not do it I wouldn't. But yeah. I don't regret having made that mistake because well, yeah. I learned so much
1: well, and honestly, it, it brings in a good point of, you know, a different kind of thing to consider with long range is, one, you know, making sure that you can accurately judge at that distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you don't think, you know, people listen to this, you might not think that 400 yards is that far until you actually get out in the field, especially in some of these mountain Correct. ranges and look at 400 yards. Yeah. It's, Try it's climbing a, it's uphill more, through
3: the tundra to grab that, it, look at that moose yeah, that you just shot. It's, it's <laughs> a lot more daunting of a, right. of a
1: distance than you might think. But, yeah. you know, yeah. and – just that trying to get to it you know a lot of people when they yeah i, I cringe at some of the videos i've seen of other long-range hunters and they you know they're shooting these these animals at ridiculous ranges i mean yeah. I, i'm talking like i like long range but they're they're shooting at ridiculous yeah. ranges and you got to consider you know is there a creek that you're able to cross in between mm-hmm. you and the animal is or there a river? is there a cliff
3: especially especially up here um yeah a lot of the ground we hunt on is not hard ground.
2: No. no. And, and if you're
3: standing on hard ground when you shoot that animal, there may be a lot of ground in between you and that animal. It's yeah. not hard ground. Yeah. It could be river. It a could be ditches. A lot of swamp, yeah. A whole lot of Especially if you're, yeah. you know, yeah. if you're especially. Alders, thick a underbrush. Of, a lot of moose hunting isn't on foot. It's on wheeler or it's on horses yeah. because a moose weighs a lot and there's a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: Well, that's even with mine when I shot my, my moose uh, at extended range. I thought it was standing on the shore. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so when I got in the canoe and I rolled over Boom, there, and, you know, Thankfully,
3: yeah. that moose I was, it, we were able to drive right up to, yeah. I mean, it was a horrible, nasty day, you know, the kind of day that when you're riding, your hands turn numb, your face turns numb because it was sleeting, it was windy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And know, this is in that, September. This is in September. Yeah had just gotten married so my wife's out there with me enduring all of this and she she did it all she had a great time thankfully you know it didn't scare away for life (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know it's a mistake i hope not to make again maybe i can shoot a moose in that spot because it would have been beautiful pictures had it been a Mm -hmm. legal bull it not being one i um yeah didn't take pictures because i i was very upset with myself at the time and i regret not taking pictures yeah but uh anyhow and we can touch more on that later
2: but
0: yeah well, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for the honesty of it. You know, right. you, you were in touch with yeah. the troopers immediately and turned it in, and there yep. was a minimum minimum uh, um, repercussions administered. There was, because I did it the way I right. did it. Because I, you did it the right way.
3: I called within 20 minutes of having pulled the trigger.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and that's
3: and uh, now you're not always able to do that. I happen to have cell service on top of a mountain where the moose was. Yeah, had I been where I was, had the moose been where the first time I saw it, I may not have been able to to call. Mm -hmm. But I was able to make that call, and uh, and go, you know, go all the way back to the nearest city the next day. And uh, you know, it was it was a long two days just to get that thing cut up and out of the woods. Yeah, uh, and then give it away. Yeah, (laughs) but
0: but for those listening, had you hidden it had, had you tried it. to oh, get away with at it at had I been discovered, and then been caught and said oh yeah i was going to turn it in
3: they would have taken my rifle they would have taken everything everything they could
1: everything have even would be gone taken my truck. Wheeler, your truck yeah. your firstborn everything. hunting <laughs> <Yeah>. rights <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you hunting
3: just about lose rights. your birthday yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But all that did was use my moose tag. If I had right. gone to a unit where I could have killed two moose, I still could have killed another moose that year. Yeah. And that that was Which doesn't really exist impressed in me. Else, yeah. Isn't there one? No. Oh really?
1: No. They, no, not no. for moose. There's no, two, two, two there's moose places areas. you can get two grizzly but not. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um well anyhow, uh to the back, you know, I, I like I said I grew up here. Um, you know, when I was a kid, my dad and I would run trap lines. I mean, I remember doing some beaver trap lines when I you know, was probably ten or eleven. 12, 13, my dad got a trapping cabin with a buddy and he started running a trap line. And I mean, we were out there every weekend mm-hmm. for most of my early yeah. teenage years in the wintertime. I mean, I was riding snow machines, setting traps, picking mm-hmm. up animals yeah. every weekend. Yeah. And uh, a lot of experience in that that I didn't really realize I had until I started thinking about it more recently. Yeah. And talking, to, <laughs> I, talked, I was talking to somebody about trapping. The other day, it, it was my boss. He's got a fox in his yard, and he was talking about trapping it. And uh, like, I'm like asking, I'm like, "Oh, what kind of trap do you have? What, what, what's you know, like?" Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm, I'm wanting to. I didn't because he was just going to live trap it. Because I don't know what I'm doing. I trap it. I was like, well, "Call me when you trap it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'll take care of it for you. I've got a trapping license, you know." <laughs> um, but I realized like, because all this stuff's running through my mind all of a sudden. Like, where are you going to set the trap? You know, and he's like, well, I didn't want to catch the cat. Like, well, because that's what they were worried about was Fox getting the cat. Yeah. Um, yeah be and bad my bad thought is like, well, you know, if you had a number three trap and you set the pan right, then like you would never have to worry about the tra- cat setting that trap off. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff's going through my mind. Now I'm on purpose trying not to just disseminate all the information because I know <laughs> he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I didn't realize how much knowledge I had from growing up in that.
1: Yeah. And that's that's a huge advantage to have, I mean, because like you've said many times, I mean, you know, you might not be running the trap line actively, but if all you'd need is a couple traps and you have the knowledge, you have, right. the, you know, if there's of, an
3: animal running through you, I'd want to catch. Then yeah, that little bit of knowledge.
1: Yep, and that and that's huge.
3: But yeah, I mean, yeah, watched my dad kill a lot of bears, killed bears myself growing up. Well, and your dad
0: uh, is cool. way up there in numbers. He's way up there in numbers. <laughs> he's yeah. been baiting bears since the '90s, and uh, when he drove up here, he's he's mm-hmm. a big inspiration on both you guys. Yeah, um, yeah, and he. Uh, he's right up there at about 30 bears with a bow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's. It was, it was really cool getting get to interact with him a little bit. He has not makes that makes that killed a yeah. bear with a rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did.
3: Okay. He has not killed a black bear with a rifle. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, he, he can tell those stories.
0: He, he can comes. tell yeah.
3: the, a story about the bear with a rifle <laughs> yeah. if he ever comes on here and if he's willing. He yeah. may not. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was but, not a baited
0: situation. No. It, it, yeah. it was
1: it was uh, it was a DLP. But anyway. anyway, so that's us. That's the team. I mean, that's uh, a little bit of what we plan on bringing to the table there. I mean, you get a little bit of a, a view. So yeah, let's talk about our, our seasons, huh? Let's talk about what we did this year. So yeah, I mean, well,
0: I know, I know you guys. Uh, we were all bear baiting this year. Um, that was always a, that was a normal part of every one of our seasons. Um, I uh, I. Threw out a few new baits with you in yeah. our, in my area, Yep. Yeah. and uh, and
1: that was that was kind of a trip when we went out there because yeah. I mean this was a very late breakup this year. Yeah. it was yeah. painful.
0: When, when we say breakup, we mean when the snow <laughs> when Alaska. the snow melts it and, was and the
1: ice starts thawing. I know when
0: the rivers open back. Up. April
1: fifteenth yeah. came around and season open and we're all you know because March sucks. There's yeah. nothing to do but ice fish in March, and yeah. so it's like yeah. you know you're in your teeth just waiting for april 15th and i remember i went out to my spot and it's like waist deep snow still. yeah <laughs> I'm like yep oh, oh. <laughs> yeah so you and i went out so yeah
0: um, april came around and, and keep in mind the reason that we went out so early to try to set these up is i was scheduled to leave guiding mm. right at the beginning of may yeah, um, right. head down to the coast and go brown bear guiding yeah um and so I didn't have a whole lot of time no. to set these new bait sites that I wanted to try out this year. So I said, well, let's just go. Let's take the four-wheelers, and we'll go try these trails and see if we can just power through and winch our way winch our way through the snow. And it did not work. It was way too early yet. Yeah. You know, and, and we've it was... never done that before. No. <laughs> no. no. That was
1: the first time I got the King Quad Stuck. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, the that, first that was time. right when you got
3: that. So you mean you know? that's the first time you actually rode it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. All right. So
0: we uh so King, we went King out quad there, quad don't
1: play, baby. King quad don't play.
0: So we went out there and uh turned around, came back to trucks and said, Well, I guess let's uh let's go up a little bit farther and try to just do a walk in spot because yep. I had I had a few spots scouted out on online on, on maps and yep. and we'll get into how to pick a bear bait later oh, on. We, I'm not gonna dive off into the details of that. Um we'll but, save that for springtime. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, we went to a few spots that I had picked out and um Went for a hike just with pack frames and carried in a barrel and carried in some dog food and uh, some tree steps and some stands later on. Yep. Um, trudged through the the and waist again. deep snow. Um, no snowshoes. Um, Soaked boots. Should Soaked have legs. Should have had snowshoes. Yeah. Um, I think they would have worked. The snow was still uh, packed enough. But yeah. anyway, so we. We trudged through it, we cut out a bait site, we hung some stands, and we did a good job. Yeah. And uh, it worked out, and uh, wow. a few weeks later, I was out brown bear guiding, and I'm getting texts from you and my wife, wow. and... Uh, um, you know, you guys have been up there checking it, and uh, there yeah, was, it was bears on it. You know, it, it was a
1: little bit late activity. I mean, and, and people were experiencing that all over the state. I was texting a lot of my buddies. It, this it was year it
0: was late for an established bait, but it's about what I expected for a new bait. For a new bait, it, yeah. It takes it takes. Yeah. Sometimes it can take up to a month. Into the season yeah. before you're going to get an activity. I know I was bait. talking to a right. lot of people
1: that had baits established for twenty years though that weren't seeing. Yeah, but ten percent of the regular activity. yeah yep. A lot of that might have had to do with the winter we had. You know. Yeah. It
0: was. Yeah. It, was hard it has to right. do with all the all winter time. and you know how long they how long it took yep. them to get out of the den. You know,
3: my dad, having baited for what thirty years now, yeah, he doesn't even try to put a bait until yeah June yeah. most of the time. A lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, and, and that's and that's true, but. I, 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 the, 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 this, I, is, this is coming from
0: somebody who's killed three black bears in April.
2: Right, yeah. right. I've, right. I, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I'm not I've shot, it's not I've shot it, three in the last depending week in April location, before. but mm-hmm. his experience but in the that,
3: areas that he likes yeah, to go. Exactly, exactly. It's yeah. very
0: regional. The area that I've killed three in April are nowhere near where right, your dad has yeah. had luck right. later on. And the area where where we bait out there, yeah, generally speaking – the last week of may and on mm-hmm. is when it gets good and, I know, and I'm not going out there until may. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I learned my lesson no last way. year. <laughs> ain't no way. And, yeah. and I and I likely won't even go set up mm-hmm. until I get home from guiding this yeah. year. Because there's there there's such a such a high density in that area that you don't need to have it out there for all of may no, to right. catch stuff, no. you know, and, and get it to come in. So
1: honestly the reason I like to set them up that early is just to get the yeah. You know, oh yeah. Of, I got it.
3: Absolutely. I, I, I get feel cabin the same fever way. Yeah. so bad. Yeah. You know, just, yep. part of the reason winters are long up here, and <laughs> there is another reason talking about breakup to not set up a bait April fifteenth. Dalton and I used to bait mm-hmm. all the time. In the first year, like we said, first year we did baits, we hardly had any. First couple of years, yeah, mm-hmm. we yeah. had it, a lot it, of fun. It was, it was a couple. Yeah. of yeah. Years. We worked our butts off, but we didn't really see much. Yeah. But yeah. I think it may it may have been the third year when. We found a spot out snow machining, and we're like, man, just, this yeah. looks like a good spot. And yeah. we went in there that next yeah. spring on our wheelers. And like, oh, can't believe there's totally no baiters does. in here. It was an easy ride. Yeah. Five <laughs> miles on the wheelers in, like, 20 minutes. like, man, we were, like, we yeah. out there. We set up baits. We're, we, you know, we had two baits going. And it was And they awesome. were
0: getting clobbered. Yeah. Oh, they were. Covered up. Yeah. The next Bears. week we
3: went out there. <laughs> it, the trail was a little more muddy and squishy, but we didn't think anything of it. Well, of course it's gonna get a little more muddy and squishy. Yes.
1: Yeah, Breakup season.
3: And yes, and they were getting slammed early. Mm-hmm. Grizzlies and blacks. Yep. And you could yep. at that time shoot grizzlies and black bears. Yeah. Yep. And so we were excited. I mean, it was awesome. Like first baits we actually put in that we were getting slammed and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And Dalton's work got a little bit more demanding. I think time-wise, it always did that time of year with the job he had at that time. And so I was the one going out there more by myself. But I think the third week, we were still both went out there at the same time. And we get out there, and we pull up to the creek that we were crossing that we thought was a small little creek with like a deep ditch. (laughs) And where we thought there was a land bridge had been plowed over. Uh Somebody had plowed full of snow and we were driving over an ice bridge those last couple weeks of breakup, <laughs> and we get out there, and it is nothing but about a, at that spot about 15 foot wide yep, yep. of roaring water.
0: And not just 15 feet wide and like two feet deep with steep banks. We're talking about like eight to 10 feet deep and just rushing. And
3: steep (laughs) banks, like four foot down to the water. There was no way we were going to be able to even get our wheelers into it, much less get out. No. And so we go walking back and forth like you do. I mean, we've got baits out there now. If we had come across this and when we first put bait out, we wouldn't have put a bait there. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) But we go walking back and forth and we find a spot. We where it looks like we can pull in, and we can pull out. The banks aren't as steep. Kind of yeah. got to go drive upstream a little bit, and we, we I, I grab a log, I walk over, toss it, and the water's like two feet deep, but it's moving fast. You were driving with that Honda at the yeah, time. Yeah, I had
0: I had a foreman, yeah, um, a good
3: old Honda with, foreman. <laughs> and his tires were you know Stocks. he had stock tires, and I had yeah. a little bit of a bigger Articat. So I pull a I drive across. He tosses his winch to me. I hook onto his winch, and I just kind of give him that little tug so he doesn't get washed down the creek. Yeah, and we get out, we ride in. It's horrible. It's like two hours to the bay. Oh, yeah. It was so muddy. Yeah,
0: it was terrible. And
3: I'm not trying to drag the story on forever, but <laughs> this is why you've got to be careful to not go in somewhere too early and to pay attention to what the land mm-hmm. looks like. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard. And where the baits were, the land, ground was hard.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
3: And where yeah. we left the truck, the totally, road was pretty yeah, hard. Totally
0: so, out of the swamp, but, but everything in between was completely. The week
3: after that, we both still went out there again. I think yeah. it was after that that I was going out there and maintain, And I maintained those baits all season. Yeah. And yeah. hunted them. And I busted my butt doing it because it would take me two hours to get to the bait mm-hmm. um, because it was so swampy. And I had go around trails everywhere. You couldn't ride the main trail in. Yeah. It was around swamps, yep. over mm-hmm. trees. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, and that's why I can write a Wheeler better than just about anybody I've ever met. <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: well, um, and you know that that weeds out a lot of people, like you were saying. With oh, the, yeah. the, the three yeah. year. Because oh, I, yeah. I think for me, it was my third year baiting when I really finally started getting good activity. Yeah. Um, really dialed in where these things are, what you know, yeah. what to look for, what sense to use, and it was. I have one
0: know. bait in my entire years of bear baiting. I have yeah. one bait that I still run. Yep. Since the first year that yeah. I ever tried that yeah. spot, I don't, yeah. every other spot that I've ever tried, I've moved on from and switched. Yeah. Almost I don't have any that's thing Almost I every still two be. years, it, because inevitably somebody's moved in within a few miles, and yeah. I don't want to be any part of that. Well, and then I don't want anybody near me. But that's yeah. the
1: thing: is like a lot of people when they get out in the woods, you know, and they start trying to get into this. Yeah. You know, you might be out there your first year and only see a couple of bears. Yeah. You know, especially if you're right. close to town. Getting or a thing bait. I like get that, you know. to get a bait established. yeah, to get a bait established is the hard part if you stick with it, you know, mm-hmm. that's the part that washes a lot of people out. A lot this. of bears
3: are killed in the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yep.
0: I've killed all of my biggest bears on the last day of season. Same here. Literally yeah. the last day of season.
3: Yeah. I like my last two big bears were that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I may not have been the last day, but it was very close. Yeah. Yeah it was like i'm yeah, shooting yeah, I think, it. if i don't kill anything tonight i'm and when i it say up. last
0: day of season i mean the last day that i have to hunt right yeah it might be like june 25th but mm. it's the last weekend that i've got and i can't go up there during the work week yeah. I, I don't have the time to drive all the way down there so your i first, just
1: your first big one was actually on the 30th wasn't it
0: my i believe so i'd have to go check the date on, yeah. on the camera but yeah it, it was it was right before closer yeah. when i went up there mm-hmm. and yeah and I, just I, to uh,
3: just to finish out that Story with that bait with the creek. Yeah. One more week we went in. For week number four. You know, week number one, we go in, piece of cake, 20-minute ride. Week number two, we go in, it's like 30, 40 minutes, a little more wet. What do we expect? Week three, river in our way. We get across it. Week four, we go back to the spot. We cross the river the first time. Out of dumb luck, I don't know what you want to call it, I grab a six-foot log. Uh, it was probably more like eight-foot mm-hmm. birch log. And uh, off the ground, I pick it up, and I just walk over to the edge of the river or creek or whatever you want to call it. And right, I,
0: right where we've been crossing. Right where, where we it crossed was, yeah. the week before, yeah. it was about
3: two feet deep. I grab that log by both hands and just shove straight down as hard as I can. I'm like, I wonder if this is, I wonder if this has gotten deeper for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the log disappeared <laughs> um, very quickly. <laughs> And, uh, and then pops back up about twenty feet down. And this is one of the oh, wider. Man. No, it didn't. It just disappeared, popped up, and then just went down. But yeah. it, this was one of the wider parts of the creek. Yeah. Which means it's one of the shallower parts of the creek. Yeah. So. That meant the week before, and the reason he couldn't drive straight in the creek and would have gotten washed out is because we were driving on ice. Yeah, <laughs> the bottom of the creek was still frozen. It was, it was frozen solid, yeah. and it's it's anyhow that.
0: And it didn't melt out. The bottom didn't mm-hmm. melt out till the last week of June. Yep. So we were forced to build a bridge. We built yeah. a bridge. We built a bridge to go back in to there. get back in there. <laughs>
3: To get no. back in there, that, or it was the no. last week of April, yeah. I think. And then, so we built a bridge to get back in there the next month. Cause that's when you weren't, I didn't have time. That's to ride. right. That's right. And I right. ended up okay. riding, yeah. you only came in there with me another time or two. I ended up yeah. running in a lot myself. Yeah. Well, which and, is which and, was and, honestly and, not the smartest thing in the world to do, is to ride those kinds of trails by yourself. And part of it
0: was my machine, you know, those straight axle. Honda Foremans, right. they, they they have independent suspension in the front and the rear is a straight right. axle. Yep. That is an absolute drag going yeah. through the swamp. It, it's like
3: trying to tow a plow through the swamp. Right, it's just a big dead weight behind you. Yeah. I and think it was. The, it's terrible. The winter after that, we set up another bait, similar area. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was swampy, but it wasn't. Yeah, river. It was way. an
0: area that I could get my right. four wheeler into. We went down. But we, the, we
3: we dropped downhill on a logging road. Yeah. We get in there. We try to get into the bait. Same experience they had. Way too snowy. We couldn't get into the bait. So we drop the bait, the barrel, the stands, Mm and the spot. We're going to come back in a week or two and haul it in. He couldn't get out on the road Yeah. because... Of a straight axle, mm-hmm. yeah. I had just put a brand new belt. Just in driving
0: way. on a logging road with yep. snow on it, yep. we're talking about a foot and a half of snow. Yep. not even that much. Right. Stuff that with an independent rear, um, independent rear suspension with better yeah. tires, I would have been able to sh- ride, sh- ride right through I strapped
3: him on and hauled him all the way yeah. out.
0: Towed me yeah. out and then blew up his belt. Like a in the mile, process. mile
3: yeah. and a half uphill. Yeah. yep and oh, then, yeah. oh, As soon as we hit the main road, we unhook. I drop it into high gear. I hit the gas. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: yep, and those of you that have ever blown up a belt on a four wheeler know exactly yeah. what kind of sound he's talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just a all good of a sudden, sound. It's all of
3: a sudden, bam! clackety clackity clackity clackity. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it was—it didn't blow the belt <laughs> up completely. I was able on to get it sub- in the truck. Put that one on the sound Yeah. Box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyhow, it was. I wouldn't trade any of that experience for anything. I don't think Dalton would either.
1: And that's one important thing. I mean, like if you're getting out and doing your first bear bait, you know, by all means, go out, take the risk, put them out there. If you find a good spot, don't be Mm -hmm. afraid to do that. But what I like to do is as I'm running that bait, I'm scouting for new ones because I will tell you, I've I've found spots while moose hunting where I'm like, oh, this would be awesome. Oh yeah, This, This would be a dynamite bait spot. I come back there in May and June. And same thing, I can't get there, right? You know, and the and, same I mean, thing
3: goes for even a dry trail. I've that been I'm bear baiting in spots and be like, "Oh, this would be dynamite moose," oh, right? But yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and, and there are times that works out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and works out. <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't always work out yeah, as good yeah. as you so think okay. it's going to work so out.
1: Scout ahead of time, know what the terrain's yeah. going to look like at the time of year mm-hmm. you're going to be Look at summer time Look
3: at summertime sat maps.
2: Mm-hmm. We have the yeah.
3: capability. I mean, for the first couple of years, I couldn't believe it looking back at my, my maps and some of the stuff I didn't have marked, realizing mm-hmm. I had no version of maps except for like Google Earth when we first started raiding yep. into some of those places. Yeah. And I can't yeah. believe I did that without maps. Uh-huh. But how much, a little bit of, I mean, e scouting is a hip uh-huh. thing to do today. Oh, yeah. But it is so. Oh, it, it, worth helps. it. it, we're, it we're gonna helps have a ton. big segment on that. It helps we, a E yeah. <laughs> scouting for bear baiting is huge.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's oh. the that is the reason why I move bear baits so often. Oh
3: yeah, that's one of the primary. You reasons. just start liking. looking at maps and be like, oh, what about
0: that yep. spot? Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and you know, I'm not at. I'm not discrediting the the um, the benefits of having a long term established bear bait. Those work well. I'm not saying oh, that you awesome. shouldn't bear bait somewhere for 10 to 15 years and you know stick to that spot. And if that works for you, awesome. I've got baits that I've baited before mm-hmm. that I will go back to. Probably one of them will be next year um, that I haven't baited yeah, in a I mean,
3: few I've years. Got, I baited this last spring. I didn't kill any bears, but yeah. I baited a spot close to where I'd killed my biggest black bear Yeah, and had nothing but grizzlies. It had been overrun by grizzlies. Yeah. Um, but... In doing that, I scouted out a whole bunch more space around that area mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. found a spot i am definitely be baiting yep. next yep. year. And, and see,
0: that, that's what I was getting at is that's why I keep bear baiting. Right. If mm-hmm. I baited the exact same spot, the exact same stand, the exact same you know, set of bears that comes in right. every single year and I just kind of know the family that's coming around okay. and, you know. I, well, and, and if you
3: have a dynamite well, plaque bear spot, yeah. absolutely. But a lot yeah. of times
0: – But eventually – they go dry. Right. Yeah, it, that, that's, they do. That's been my experience. I mean, the biggest
3: issue is people moving it around right. you. And that's that's yep. the
0: problem is I'll go in somewhere, blast in a trail, and then all of a sudden everybody and their brother and uncle yep. is in there bear baiting. and. Yep. The bears just get so dispersed because right. there's so much food in there.
1: Well, those so are just, now, just run in circles, right? They, they, they they don't exactly. Have to stay anywhere, yeah, yeah. You
0: know? right. And, and, and so, so, so all it takes is them to come in, smell that somebody's sitting on that stand, and then they just go to the other bait.
3: Right. You uh, know, growing they just move. up with my dad, we'd be sitting in a stand. You know, and my dad was kind of guy. He built a platform stand. Yeah. You know, and uh, and he still Which does he a lot do of the time. Yes, you absolutely can. Oh yeah, you can if you do it right. Yeah. You strap it to the trees. Yeah, you can yeah. do it. You can, you can do it. Okay. And I talked to a trooper about it. Okay, and, and, yeah. and we, you know, oh, and maybe yeah. we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. What, yeah, how can. they look at those things right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, anyhow, anyhow so, yeah. sorry, where, didn't mean to throw you off there. You threw me way <laughs> off there from. Okay, so growing up, bear baiting with my dad as a kid, I, bear baiting. Is the closest thing we have to whitetail hunting up here. Yeah, I would agree. But it's nothing like hunting whitetails. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. The only reason it's close is because you're, sitting, you're sitting in a, in a tree. Because <laughs> you're sitting in a tree waiting for an animal to come in. That's yep. about the only similarity. Yeah, but it's a lot more exciting than whitetail. Yeah, that I, I agree with by, that. I,
1: I'm not saying whitetail hunting is not. I mean, I'm from Kansas, I, so but
3: I don't know. I was watching a whitetail <laughs> hunting video this morning, going, "Man, I want to go whitetail hunting right oh, now." Oh,
1: absolutely, it, it's a blast. I, don't get me wrong, but it's. It's a totally different thing when you see right, right. a b- okay. bear. Anyhow, <laughs> my, my,
3: my, my my point was this. Growing up, I remember hunting with my dad, bear baiting, and bear baiting in areas that were very easily accessible, close to town, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a lot of people doing it or in those areas. So yeah. we'd be sitting in a stand waiting for a bear to come in. and it, we, The bear would come in. It would circle. It would walk around, and finally it would make its way in. And my first bear I shot, I was 12 years old. I shot it with a thirty thirty 30 with like a... 160 grain core locked or something mm-hmm. like that right and you know it was you know 15 yards you know it was perfect bullet for oh, that yeah. but you know it was it was awesome I loved it you know but my my dad at that point had been trying to get me to kill a bear for three years bear baiting was already hard mm-hmm. but what I remember then and what I'm experiencing in some of the bear baiting I've been trying to do lately that was easier then mm-hmm. because bears were still coming in when we were there yeah and now you're getting to a place, like you say, where if you bait in a place where there's other baits around you, that's the biggest thing where it's not like whitetail hunting. A lot of guys come up here and think bear baiting is like whitetail hunting. Oh, well, you hunt that field, so I'll hunt the one across the road from you. Right. You can't do that. No. You can't, yeah. If you're a mile away, you're going to share bears. If yep. you're five yeah. miles away, I have had baits five miles as a crow flies away from yep. each other and oh, had yeah. the same bears within a few hours of each other. Yep. Yep. One bear, one was a sow with three little cubs. Hours. Mm-hmm. Yep in between baits, which is just insane to me why they yeah. wouldn't just stick around the one bait. And yeah.
0: and, and she was crossing two major river yes. systems. Yeah. Major. And she'd be at one bait at 6 a.m. and, and hills, at the other bait at and noon. And swamp, yeah.
3: rivers, hills, swamp. Like, And you look at that and be like, it would take me on my four-wheeler a day day, if not more (laughs) to to ride there to to get that to do what she did and it's like because we'd ridden a lot of those there's a lot Mm -hmm. of trail systems back there they're great on snow machines in wintertime. you have to really want to be in there on a four-wheeler yeah and
1: that's that's part of the the thrill for me though Uh oh yeah that these animals they're just fascinating man i mean black bears are incredible creatures and grizzlies are too but black bears specifically i mean it's like watching a they're like giant raccoons, man. Extremely <laughs> reclusive. Yeah, they're Extremely. reclusive, but
2: they're curious. Okay. We they're are smart. over an hour now.
3: Nice. We're at one
2: oh
3: two. Congratulations! And five seconds. Have, we've officially recorded an hour podcast. We have. <laughs> Very cool. Right. Only took us ten months.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I, I feel like that was a good look at kind of our uh, kind of our, our our bear baiting experiences and a little okay. bit of a our little, year and review, a little bit of our background. Yeah, yeah. we can talk more about uh, what we have been up to. Yeah. yeah, and what's so, been
3: going on this year up here? Yeah, yeah. I I yeah. feel
0: like we should probably give a quick recap of our fall before we I would, before we yeah. head off into our next venture. Well, but, um, so you went out this fall and moose hunted, correct? Yeah.
1: So so kind of leading leading into that, I, I didn't do much moose hunting, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you guys why. Is actually um, well, one, I've got a a pretty good stock freezer right now anyway, so yeah. I did not necessarily need to, but mm-hmm. um. Kind of along the topic of the bear baiting, we earlier is when we were rolling around, you know, not only getting to our spot, mm-hmm. but scouting new areas. Yeah. We found probably no less than a dozen winter kills. Yeah. On the trails. Yeah. Dead I mean, moose, you mean? De- dead moose. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and not adults either. I mean, mm-hmm. we were looking at calves, yeah. a couple of adults, you know, there were yeah. a couple of full grown. Uh, moose but I mean they were, there was it's pretty common to run into a couple mm-hmm. you know I mean obviously yeah. predation is just a thing that happens yep. you know. Um, but we ran into but we're talking about many, an area that
0: there's not a whole lot of wolves either
1: there are wolves I mean I've definitely seen wolf uh, but, sign but down there but not, not a lot no right, not a right. lot but and you know I, I, a lot of these aren't they weren't getting, even predated yeah, on necessarily yeah, exactly, and, you know what exactly. I was finding is you know animals that were curled up in the, in the fetal position basically mm-hmm, you know yeah. and they were you know it seems like something that's
0: and this happened because of winter conditions yes yeah, so yeah.
1: we had for those of you that aren't in fairbanks alaska we had a official snowmageddon this, yeah. last, oh, this yeah. last winter and yep. not only did it dump like feet of snow within a matter of 20 days um it also rained mm-hmm. and right on like,
0: uh, wasn't that new year's eve it was new year's eve um, yeah. it, it was
1: over the christmas season yep. so yep. um you know i remember because i broke like nine shovels trying to keep yeah. up with all this. Yeah. But, uh,
0: nine shovels so, and three front ends on your pickups. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh. I got stuck literally three feet outside my driveway. Yeah, I remember that. To, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And a uh, good old Chevy got me through. But, yeah. um, you know, so what we had is we had feet of snow, which don't get me wrong, moose can handle that. But the rain, mm-hmm. what it did is it put a two-inch layer of ice on top of that mm-hmm. and then dumped more and snow then snowed on, top on top of, of it, that. Right. So what you end up with is these thousand pound 1500 pound animals that are you know sticking through the ice layer they can't walk yeah. on top of it but the, yeah. the wolves and um you it, know whatnot can. it really slowed them down in the slowed snow slowed them yeah. down and i mean even like i said beyond predation i mean you're looking at broken legs if they yeah. try to go to some places yeah you know i mean it's dangerous walking in the snow anyways I mean yeah. you got fallen trees everywhere mm-hmm. and stuff so the moose were really looking to get onto um trails trail systems road systems there were record numbers hit by by cars on the highways coming into neighborhoods coming into neighborhoods i was speaking to um one fellow this this spring while i was out actually bear baiting ran Mm -hmm. into him on the trail and um he was telling me that through a source that he has there were 700 moose killed on the railroad system this this winter wow so this last winter, not wow so that is no granted there's always some yeah there's always some but 700 in one winter yeah just on the railroad that's not including regular winter kills like we found on the trails that's Mm -hmm. not including predation that's not including um hit by traffic yeah so we got out and moose hunted a little bit this fall but i was struggling with it from a conservation mindset, um, where I have plenty of meat, I have plenty of, you know, resource for the winter, maybe let them slide. Mm -hmm. Maybe my one moose, you know, and and I'm not the only one that has that mentality. I I was talking to a lot of people throughout. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and, but we did, we, we, what we did mostly this year was look for bears, which we didn't see a whole lot of spring or fall bears, Um, in the area we were in, but we did scout a lot of really good moose area. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was really fun. Um, that's, it's hard when you only have one day off a week, but (laughs) (laughs) it it is really cool when, you know, you do spend that one day 20 miles off a highway somewhere, you know, and you're out there on the wheeler. Um, and we really, I mean, the sign was just nothing like it's been in in years past. We were really not seeing Mm -hmm the same amount of activity that we normally do you know mm-hmm. i mean had we you know I, i'm the kind of hunter where had i come across you know legal bull i would have pulled the trigger because right. not only could i have used a little bit of extra meat in the freezer but the people i know yeah Hello. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah so you know and so it, nothing goes to waste you know and right, there's nothing right. wrong with you know gifting meat to to mm-hmm. friends and elders um but uh there was just not a whole lot uh, yeah. you know, we, we saw a couple of really nice moose taken this fall and, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I think you guys, Mo, even so, you guys had a pretty interesting season.
3: Yeah. Usually in the, in the area I go, I run out to my dad's moose camp usually every year and some years I like to go out there max season, sixteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. sixteen 15, 16 days. Um, a lot of times a few more days than that cause you get there early to set up and everything. But, uh, this year, usually we see a lot of moose. Yeah. I mean, and usually we see uh for every every ten to twenty cows, there's a bull, yeah, every other cow has a calf yep. um, and the cow to bull numbers were pretty close to the same, but the cow to calf ratio was horrible,
1: mm. yeah. And, and, um, and that's consistent with what we were finding. I mean, here. we were we
3: were seeing every 10 cows would have a calf. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it, that was some of the big things. And we didn't see as many as we usually would see. Like, usually, mm-hmm. you know, you have up and down days, obviously. Like, there's days you see yeah. two and days you see 20. You know, we're in a big, wide open area, a whole lot of glassing distance. Um, so, it's not like you can just see a moose and go after. Yeah. There's a lot of times yeah. I've seen legal bulls mm-hmm. and gone after them and never, never seen again. Never found them again. Yeah. Because it's, it's hard. And, and
1: it's just incredible. It's incredible. Oh yeah, I, I will never get tired of, oh, yeah. of it, it's, being amazed by that.
3: That's insane. You can be looking at it two miles away on a hillside, and by the time you can go over there, go up on top of them, and like they were up in the clear and never even see a sign that they were ever there. And it's like, <laughs> how did they walk through that willow patch, right? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, speaking yeah. of which, I saw a video, and maybe we should pop this up on the Instagram or something. But it was a mule deer with a very large rack. He knelt down, moved one half of his rack underneath. Oh yeah. The fence moved his body over. I believe is how it went, and then pulled the rest of his rack out. Mm-hmm. Wow!
1: Underneath like, the they're, gate, they're so aware of. Yeah, uh, yeah. It,
3: but it's like, and you, and you see, yeah. and you hear a bull moose just crash off through the woods, and you're like, I can't move that fast, no. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Anyhow, yeah. or that <laughs> quietly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyhow,
3: it, kind of off on a tangent there, but yeah, yeah. no, we didn't see the numbers. That numbers were way saw. down. Well, yeah. Numbers yeah. were down, and I mean. Yeah. People still took moose out there uh, like they do every year. Um,
1: And, again, it's it's not to say that the way I was looking at it this winter is, or this last season was the way people should by any means. That was just me individually. Well, and, I mean, Um, I
3: saw a lot of sign along some of the roads of places where you don't see a lot of moose sign. Uh, Just, you know, in the wintertime, moose eat willows, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And I don't don't know if you guys covered this when I stepped out for a moment. But I saw – I mean at places where you'd see a little bit of that moose sign cuz you know as a hunter I notice those things walking down a trail driving down the road yeah. I'll notice yeah. moose sign like when they're with cuz you'll see broken down willow trees from where moose are pulling and browsing on the shoots on the ends and play, going along highways this year where in the this last winter where both sides of the highway all of the willow trees were mm-hmm. broken it was like you took a mower and yeah. just it was like a herd of down. moose had yeah. gone through yeah. there yeah. And it was just. And in some places, it was was a herd of those. Your dad
1: saw a herd. Of moose, the, oh the yeah, spring didn't he? Oh yeah,
0: right. yeah. 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 I forget I, how many he said I it saw was. several too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he plus, I want to say. He <laughs> saw the biggest group that I think any of us have ever seen, and it was, yeah, it was. It, I, you I, know, I, I'm not going to throw a number out there because I don't want to be wrong. But you and I have seen some in October herded up like that in your area. Yep. Um, mm. Upwards of 15 to 20 moose, yeah. and this was more than that. This was, I, I wow. believe, it was over 20. Wow. Um, but. They do, that crazy. In, they do that in the wintertime because the rut is over. They're the not rut, competing, yeah. you know, for uh, for that reason. Well, that's what, so oh, so they herd up so that they can all just kind of mulch on the same food yeah. together. And and it, it's easier to stay protected that way as well. Right. You know, if they herd up, they can what, fight off the that, wolves better.
3: You know, you hear about like, you know, everybody talks about where, you know, the deer and the animals know when moose season is. And it's because of hunting pressure. People move into areas oh, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yep. But we went out, what was it, two weeks after the end of moose season the first time? We were going out there looking for, for, for bears. Mm-hmm. And the number of animals we saw that trip, I don't know if I, I know for me, I've never seen that many animals in two days. Mm-hmm. That meant that much variety. Yeah. And that many animals. I mean we saw a hundred caribou or two hundred easy all over the place not in the herd but like little here one there one there i mean and we're you know we're playing chicken with some of these animals because it's fun like oh look there's a caribou let's walk up to it and see what (laughs) happens you know yeah he's i've got a video of him with his arms in the air walking towards the caribou and he walked within 80 yards of the thing and it's it's just kind of slowly walking around him he could have stopped and shot it if it was legal at any time yeah and yeah we saw herds of moose you know multiple nice bulls not legal in that area yeah. all just bunched up and it's just like People move out of an area, hunting pressure just drops, and yep. the, the amount. The animals
0: return to what it was right. like before, and yeah. that's that's it was such a neat thing to experience. Right, yeah. right. Yeah.
3: It was just incredible to to, to, to uh, experience that. And I don't know with your guiding and stuff, you've probably had time to see a lot I'd, more I'd animals. <laughs> I, I get pretty spoiled seeing a lot of right. animals Golly, that, yeah. that I
0: step out of the trees, and there's a bear looking at me, and I'm yep. – pretty sure that bear has never seen a person before. Right. You know, and he just stands there and looks at you and decides, do I think you're a threat or are we cool? You know, yeah. and there's that second of, of indecision on his part. And, I, you know, you don't get that a lot down south on the coast because a lot of bears know what a boat is. Right. right. So yeah. they get educated on, you know, if a boat is driving by and all of a sudden the noise stops and the boat sits there. Mm-hmm you better walk into the brush. Cause it's <laughs> well, gonna, that's like you and I were talking about. Because it's going to send a little smaller boat into shore, and then they're going right, to keep trying right. to shoot like, me.
1: Like, so, when we, like well, seeing, seeing animals on the road system. you know. Yeah. If you just keep driving by, they yeah. stand there. Yeah. But the second you hit the brakes, they're yeah, Well, it oh, depends on, the, the <laughs> on The
3: second you show interest. It yeah. depends on yeah. the season, too. If it's tourist season, there's a lot of tourists yeah. around. They're a lot more likely mm-hmm. to stand there. Right, right. <laughs> but
0: yeah. But we can't hunt in the photographic I mean, areas of Denali. Uh, so.
3: Right. Talking about extremes of of animals, like seeing a lot of animals to not seeing animals.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But another thing about Alaska that a lot of people don't realize, and Western hunting can be this way in general, but Alaska's even more so, especially once you get into the mountains and valleys it, where there's a large mountains around you is weather extremes. Oh, Those yeah. two days where we probably counted, I don't know, 50 moose, a couple yeah. hundred caribou, yeah. wolves bears anything we should have seen in that area we did sheep
2: mm-hmm. yep. anything
3: that would have we would have seen in that area we did yep. and there were probably some smaller critters we never thought anything of foxes yep. and tiles that yep. we didn't care about yep. but also in that same period of time we experienced probably 70 80 mile an hour gusts
0: mm-hmm. yep terrible wind to
3: the point of we went in there at night with horrible wind yeah Stayed. It was a little, there's a little, it was our moose camp. So there's a little uh, cabin we have set up there. We stayed in that. We didn't leave that cabin until noon the next day.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it was still blowing yeah, so right. hard. It, it was impossible to even hold your binoculars steady to glass yeah. outside. Yeah. You couldn't see anything. So we said, there's just no point in going out right now. Yeah. Nothing is moving in that right, either, no. by the way. They're, you're not well, going to see anything.
1: I will say, I've, I've been out in, I mean, gale force winds. I mean, yeah. I'm like I'm a Kansas boy and I thought it was windy. You yeah. Know? And so yeah. um and I did I mean I saw some caribou movement cuz they're yeah. just the craziest animals. Right. I mean there was oh, yeah. caribou,
3: reason. caribou they don't the, care. the only yeah. animals that yeah. don't, <laughs> don't care they don't about care. weather. Caribou aside,
0: but we were out there looking for wolves and bears. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a bear in yeah. that kind bears of wind before, I don't think. Animals. And I don't think I ever will, you yeah. know.
3: But anyhow, we <laughs> that that so we left left the cabin around noon. It would calm down enough. We're, we're riding wheelers. We're, we're heading down a trail and that's the day he saw that caribou. Yeah. We, we ride up. There was two spots I wanted to go to cause he hadn't really been, I don't know if that may have been his first trip out there. Um, or if It, it wasn't was not my his first trip first, that time of year. Okay. You'd um, been out there once before for moose season or something. Yeah, yeah. But he hadn't done much riding. He'd been out in the moose hunting spot, but mm-hmm. I like to really head around and cover a lot of ground when I'm out there, even during moose season. He hadn't really done that, so I was going to show him around and show him some country. And so we had one direction to head up to a glass and point and uh, spot. You can see the river. You know, it's just beautiful country out there. Anyhow, we get up there and... It kind of cleared up. It had mm-hmm. been windy that morning. It wasn't that windy. Mm-hmm. A little breezy, mm-hmm. but you could you could hold your binoculars straight and take some pictures and see some caribou. And I think that's the day we saw a bear. Even um, maybe we saw a wolf.
0: Yes, we did see a bear back across the back yeah. across the drainage. Yep. And we saw a massive, massive
3: wolf, wolf about 800 yards.
0: And then uh, I tried to call it in; it wouldn't didn't respond. It yep. stopped and looked, and then kept on going. Keep that in was... mind,
3: we're looking at this wolf at 800 yards. <laughs> also, oh look, there's moose. Oh look, there's caribou. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, yep.
0: Yep. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And
1: the thing with the weather is, you know, and
0: that's uh, I was just going to say that when it stops. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. And and be, it, be out there when it stops. And it makes you so
1: thankful when you actually do get those
0: nice. We days. had
3: dropped off the back off the mountain at that point. And the reason we did because it had it, fog had rolled in. Mm-hmm. It was had sleeted. Mm-hmm. It had rained. Mm-hmm. We get back to the cabin. I think it was raining when we got back to the cabin. Well, that bit. was
0: the night that we had the wolves right out behind there. Yeah, that's right. There were it, it, was, it was getting dark, and so I we thought, saw well, we didn't get this one, but there's a whole pack of them right, right. in the camp here. So we went and set up, and it was... It was too dark. I called them out, mm-hmm. and I, I saw them, but it was just too dark to shoot. Right? And, right. and it was... I was dialed up, I think it was like 350. I definitely could have shot one of yeah. them. And in hindsight, I... I know yeah, I. You can see I <laughs> Definitely could have, but it was so dark. I thought I'm never gonna. There nobody
3: re- wants to. am never shoot find pack, this thing. Shoot a wolf out of a pack of wolves. You don't know how big it is. Right.
0: Yeah, and, and that's that's a thing. And then I, go look I, for it in the dark. I couldn't tell if it was a pup or 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 a right. or, or a big male. You know, yeah. whatever. And not that I shouldn't have shot whatever, just because of of its age and status in the pack, right. I would have shot whatever Wolf presented a shot. But, Especially in the last couple of years. But I didn't want to just shoot something and then just leave it laying there and then have to go find it in the morning. Right. right. I had no point of reference to where it was Because there was no at. way
3: we were going to be able to stomp around that night. No,
0: no. There would have been no way to yep. find it. I would have just shot, literally a shot in the dark, and I would have thought, all right, I don't even know if I hit the stupid thing. Let's go to bed and find mm-hmm. it in the morning. Yep. And then hope that we could relocate it. Yeah. Uh, relocate it. Um. So yeah. I, I just said no. I just, I didn't want to do that. I'm not that kind of guy. Which is yeah, the cool I think thing
3: it was responsible
1: hunters. I yeah, I think it
3: was the next day we saw dozens of moose and hundreds of caribou. Yeah, we went up to another glassing point, and there, in that day, we went up to the highest point that you can easily get to, in the center kind of of the valley where we were in, and it's kind of like this just sticks right up in the middle of everything and we got up there and we're glassing you can glass in every direction for a mile plus Mm -hmm. two miles and it's just beautiful and anyhow keep in mind the same time the day before it was still very very windy it was still very windy yeah that 24 hours later that day it was 70 degrees sun was out we were up there in our t-shirts without a breeze Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
3: it was just yeah
0: yeah complete <laughs> complete weather change
1: well and that's i drew a a very coveted uh caribou tag last year and the same thing i mean i was out there you know day one i, I was in my rubber rain gear the entire time yeah. of day one because i was getting rained on wind was blowing i got snowed on that day yeah yep. yep. the very next day i mean because I mean, we rode in 15 16 miles in those conditions you know, and then the very next day, you wake up, you look out at your tent, and I hunted that whole day in a t shirt. Yeah. yeah, it's, crazy. Know, it's just ridiculous. Well, like, we went in yeah. a couple of weeks later so,
3: with your brother mm-hmm. riding around, and there was a couple inches of snow on the ground at that point. That, but was, the weather, a <laughs> that was, was a terrible trip. It was a terrible trip. That was awful. <laughs> but the weather was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: the weather was great. Um, we'll go into that well, later. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so this fall, um, yeah, so I guess that kind of covers that with your. Moose season. My dad also drew a moose tag for that general part of the state. Mm -hmm. And he'd gotten a lot of information about that, that region and that permit. And he did not see anywhere near the number of moose that there should have been out there. Um, I wasn't around this fall around Fairbanks at all. I was, I was out guiding um, um, all of August and September. Mm -hmm. so I didn't moose hunt around town at all. Our moose population where I guided was totally fine. Yeah. Um,
1: It was kind of a regional thing. There was a a lot of moose around.
0: Um, They didn't get the rain that we got. Yeah. Uh, They didn't get the rain out there, Um, and the moose population was fine. Um, You know, we we had a harder time just due to temperature variance Yeah. Um, it wasn't as cold as we might have wanted it right. to be for the rut to be kicking in Moose um, move a lot
3: better in the cold bulls
0: were still with cows and you know they were still doing their they were still doing their rutting thing um, so you know there'll be calves next year yep um, but um, yeah it it just it was just different um, and it, it was neat to see the variety you know that, that it's yeah. a, it's a very localized problem that that we had with the winter yeah, and with yeah. the snow conditions it was, it was pretty localized much the, the alaska
2: range and the whites who
3: yeah, localized yeah. within a few hundred miles
2: yeah. 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 yeah yeah i mean yeah localized for us <laughs> is, yes. is the Still interior of like the interior the yeah. midwest yeah yeah so,
0: exactly our localized <laughs> area is the size of <laughs> idaho <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But,
1: yeah anyway it's, it's not unheard of to to spend 4 6 hours getting to
3: A spot yeah oh Oh, no no that's that's an easy quick trip (laughs) that's that's a short run yeah so i sheep
0: hunted in august i i was on a few guided hunts Mm -hmm. um we got a nice ram out of that and then um did a lot of caribou hunts um killed a bunch of caribou didn't get a moose on the moose hunt like i said it was it was Pretty tough conditions, um, mm-hmm. n- not conditions, but weather pattern. Yeah. It just wasn't playing ball. The moose weren't talking. Um, you know, they weren't responding to calls like mm-hmm. we wanted them to. And the ones that did respond to calls were too small. Um, we still had a great hunt. You know, both the hunters uh, that were on that hunt shot nice caribou. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that was that was a great great trip and uh, a lot of good clients and some yeah. some really good experiences and got to meet some really cool folks this fall. Um, yeah, I've seen
1: some of the pictures. That's some good boo. Up yeah, there.
0: it was it was yeah. uh, it was a fun year. It was. Yeah. Neat to experience that part of the state and uh, hunt up there. I hadn't. I hadn't uh, really spent much time hunting up there before. I, a little right. bit, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it was totally different kind of sheep hunting, and we'll get into that some other time. Um. But the sheep hunting and the the sheep hunting is really what what attracts me to guiding mm-hmm. in the fall, anyway. Yeah. Um. Outside of sheep and bear, I mean, I, I moose are a lot of fun for me, but they're not my. Uh, they they don't really. Get me going like, um, like bears and and sheep do, and, th- and that's just personal. You know, caribou are fun, but they are what they are. They're not. Uh, doesn't take a rocket scientist to kill caribou. So, anyway, the fall went well. Um, lots of neat, uh, neat experiences, and uh, yeah, we can get into yeah. details some other time about all the individual hunts. But
1: there's a lot to cover there. <laughs> yeah. a ton. And that is a ton of things to cover. Like I said, I, I know we've talked at length about kind of you know the. My, my feelings about you know becoming a guide and how yeah. I, I, I just don't want to be gone that long. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like okay. right, right. But the thing is, it's like uh, Every time you come back with life, stories like yeah. that, I'm like,
0: man. Like. I know. I know. And that's Everybody story. talks like, to me about, man, you're so lucky and you get to do this, and they have no idea. Oh, there's always a cost. You know, no there's always a cost. No idea what I sacrifice in being gone. Right. I haven't hunted. I hadn't. I haven't hunted it with my wife. Um, but for a few weeks a year, right. since I started oh, and that's guiding, where yeah, I haven't hunted with my with my dad or my brothers like I used to. I haven't hunted with Mariah like yeah, I used no, to. Yeah, I, I'm always gone. Our you first, know?
3: our first hunt will be in a, in a month coming or up, so. Yeah yeah. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, yep, yeah. We have
3: the first uh, hunt we've done in a while. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's gonna be some exciting stuff. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's and, and that is one one cool thing actually we, that you mentioned it. You know, we have. I think all three of us are very fortunate to have wives that we do get to hunt with. Yeah. And yep. that do come out there and, and mm-hmm. participate. I mean my my wife Madeline, she's always out there, you know, at the bear bait with me, you know, and I'm out there riding 20 miles out in the middle of nowhere looking for moose or right. caribou or whatever. She's on the back of the wheeler, you know. And happy <laughs> to be there. Happy to be there, you know. You know and it's interesting cuz uh, and
3: Dalton's mom's the same way. My mom mm-hmm. not interested in the least yeah. in stepping a foot further into the woods than her backyard. Yep. Right? Yep, yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong nothing with that. She's a wonderful Absolutely. mother. Yes. I could never imagine my... she. So she did go out to moose camp once. Mm-hmm. I think she said she never had to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, when I, when I married Candace, my wife, I knew she was interested in the outdoors. She wasn't really into hunting and stuff. Her dad didn't do hardly any hunting or anything. Her brothers do some, but... I'd been talking to her about it before we got married because we we didn't hunt together before we got married, and she said she wanted to do that stuff with me, and I thought we'll have to see how that go this goes, and she loves it. Yeah, yeah. she she that's doesn't yeah. she doesn't <laughs> mind the suck. Yeah, yeah. And that's what a lot. And, and that's the biggest part <laughs> yeah. of it, you know, honestly. Yeah.
1: And I mean, and that's the cool thing when you were gone guiding. I mean, you know, yeah. When we were that bait that you and I had set up, um, you know, it's hard for me to go out there and do all that by myself. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my wife and your wife we huge, you know, yeah. in keeping that bait right. running. I yeah. mean, yeah, you know, exactly. they're tough women. They mm-hmm. throw, you know, the packs yeah. on their back. With yeah, the, my and, wife has no problem and carrying would 50-pound bags of dog pound food. 50-pound bags of there. dog food yeah, no and a problem. barrel of grease in each hand and just no hiking problem. in, you know, yeah. and it's like yeah. – like, these are not, like yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> These are not city girls that we are no, talking about like here. And, and yeah. I just want to give a shout out to them, and, and we yeah. are very yeah. blessed to have you. So yeah, don't. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, well, I, I tell folks
0: all the time, I I couldn't I couldn't live the hunting life in the industry like I do without my right. wife. Yeah, staying I, home I, I, yeah. and and yeah, there there's a. There's a monetary side of it, obviously, you know, she works and I work when I'm in town and I guide um, full time spring and fall. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do what I do without her. And it's not just from a money standpoint. It's about (laughs) the support. And I I work hard to stay in touch with her. I in reach her every day if I can. Um, You know, I. I'm still very much involved. It's not like yeah. the old days where, yeah, I'm gone for six weeks at a time, and she doesn't even know if I'm alive yep. two days into it. Right. You know? So that there's there are advantages if, to, to doing this now. If than you in get 1800s. married and communicate with
3: your wife like you communicated with your parents, it's not going to go well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you can't just treat
0: them it's like you around. just fall off the side of the face of the <laughs> yeah. earth. So. But, well, anyway, though, I, I feel like that yeah. was a good comprehensive look at our year. I there, like it. Yeah, there's so. a lot. There's a lot that we uh, that we do, and I think folks will realize that. And you, you know, and the funny it. part
1: is, as long as I don't even know what we're at now as far as time goes, but I mean, there's still so much we didn't cover. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. I, I, right. I so, feel like we left out a whole lot of this year, but I, that's I, I do okay. Feel like this was a very good look into us. I think. Uh, yeah. You know, and like I said, in the future episodes, it'll be a little bit more standardized, a little bit more. We're gonna be bringing on some really okay. awesome guests. We're yeah. gonna be bringing some some really good content for you yep. guys but we really wanted to give you a look into who we are yeah. as hunters as yep. people and so kind yep. of know who you're listening to.
3: Make right. sure uh
0: um, make sure to ch- check out by. our website. Yep, exactly. You know? Yeah, If definitely. you haven't yet, if that's not where you're listening yep. to this, check yep. out
3: the website, thenorthernhunter.com. I think w- James w- said www w- w- dot at the beginning, but that's irrelevant anymore. W- Your browser w- automatically w- puts w- that in. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> just Mo is I'm our <laughs> tech exec, so I'm
2: just a dumb right. the dumb, the right Northern Hunter man. Media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. if you.
3: We're starting out. If you Google the Northern Hunter, we might come up. We might not. You're probably going to see something about a stupid video game. That's not anything about that. <laughs> but if you type in the Northern Hunter Media and click on our website, actually just doing that will help us a lot. It really you know, Instead of yeah, just yes. going straight to our website, it will help yeah. our search rankings. And if you like us, we'd appreciate it if you help us out that way. Subscribe. Throw, throw
1: us a rating. Throw yep. us a comment. Let Five us know Five stars, please. Even if you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. It doesn't cost anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, so stay tuned for uh, next week's episode. We're gonna we got some pretty exciting news on a hunt we're going to be going yep. on. We'll be get into the details of that and kind of how uh, how we can help you guys kind of get along the same route. So, but anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. This has been the Northern Hunter
3: Podcast. See you all next week. Yeah, see next you, week. you next time. Everybody knows that one of the most important pieces of a hunter's kit is their knife. Whether you're looking for a flushing blade, a skinning blade, or just a quality, multi-purpose knife for the backcountry, Yukon River Knives has what you need. They offer blades such as the Hunter, Small Game, and the Sendero Bush Knife. Yukon River Knives is based in Texas and has a unique mission goal in that a percentage of all knife sales go to support a missionary in Alaska. Now Dalton, you've experienced with these knives in the field, talk to us about that.
0: As a matter of fact, I have used a few of their knives and watched my good friend Remy use them for years with great results. They have a micarta handle that doesn't get slippery when it gets wet and they have phenomenal edge retention for long skinning jobs. Go check out our web link on the NorthernHunter.com, and that will take you directly to Yukon River Knives website to see their full selection and order your knives for your next hunt with the discount code The Hunter at checkout. And remember, nothing replaces a quality hunting knife.
1: Hey guys, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you've likely heard Dalton and I go back and forth about bullet construction and how I like rapid-expanding, bonded core bullets that leave massive wound channels. I've also stated I would never use a monolithic bullet. Well, I'm here to tell you about the company that finally changed my mind. Hammer Bullets produces what I would consider the most premium and best working monolithic bullets on the market today. These bullets are designed so that after penetrating the hide of an animal, the front half of the bullet explodes, shedding its petals and imparting massive damage to the vital areas while retaining the rear shank for maximum penetration, effectively closing the gap between lead core and monolithic construction. The guys at Hammer designed these bullets with 100% focus on how they perform once they reach their destination. But don't let that fool you. These bullets have amazing VCs and have specialized pressure groups built in for amazing inherent accuracy. They have a minimum velocity rating of 1,800 feet per second, which allows for long-range shots, but have no maximum velocity, making them perfect for every cartridge from your granddaddy's old 3030 30 to the high-velocity rounds like the Weatherby 3378, without having to worry about your bullet failing. They've also recently partnered with Weatherby to provide factory ammunition for a multitude of cartridges. To view their expansive selection and find the perfect match for your hunting needs, go to hammerbullets.com to buy yours today and drop the hammer on your next adventure.
0: Alright folks, I want to take a second to tell you about a product I found this last year and have absolutely fallen in love with. It's the Stealthy Hunter Rifle Cover. I used one on a recent black deer hunt in southeast Alaska, and it did a great job of keeping the saltwater and debris out of the action and also protecting the scope of my rifle from getting knocked around and damaged. On top of all that, the carry handle made it easy to transport the rifle to and from the boat during the hunt. When it got wet from rain and ocean spray, I hung it up at camp to dry at night, and it was always dry in 20 minutes or less. Stealthy Hunter also offers a wide variety of nutritional supplements for the outdoorsman, such as CBD oils, essential vitamins, turmeric, and bone broth. In the gear shop, they also have a lightweight first aid kit, glassing pads, and stuff sacks to organize your gear and your pack. Go check out Stealthy Hunter's website and use the code THENORTHERNHUNTER at checkout to get a discount on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA.